The meeting of two minds on the Badger Shelf. We'll set the world to rights and try to find more Badger puns. Welcome to the Badger Shelf. Hello and welcome to the Badger Shelf. The Badger Where... Shelf? <laughs> the Badger Shelf, yes. Oh God, um, I, th- I thought I was on one of those many other podcasts you do, you slut. Oh my goodness me. The the question of my podcast loyalty has been brought into question. But Mr. McLeod has known from the off that I'm a freewheeling hussy. And I will sit in front of any mic that presents itself. Not just mics from what I hear. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Brian's or Jeffrey's. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's got a podcast, I'll jump right in, yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Dear uh, me. This, this man has woken up and chosen violence straight off the cuff. It's how we started the first episode. It's what the people need. But yes, we are, we are back for episode nine. Nine. We've nearly hit double figures. We're doing good. I mean, there are, there are people who... Um, started a podcast after hearing ours that have hit um, over episode 20 by this point. <laughs> yes, but we like to keep people waiting. We were in. We were in episode 20 of the Pint Patter podcast. By God, you're right. What an episode it was. It was a lovely episode. Um, and yeah, check them out. Pint Patter podcast or the Pint Patter Pals, as I, as I officially refer to them. The Pint Patter Pals. Some fine young men. Um, and we did a quiz, and it was wonderful. It was for young Caden's birthday. It was. And uh, a fine evening it was. We did a quiz, and the important thing is, we won. <laughs> the Badger Shelf! But, <laughs> yes, yes, we did. It, it was a bit touch and go for a while, but we, we pulled it off. And honour was retained. Yes, yeah, so thanks to all those answers you gave. <laughs> I was a, an important part of that team. An integral cog. Yes, a necessary unit in the big brain machine that is the Badger Shelf. Hmm, <laughs> quite. Oh dear. Well, I think we are, we are, we've got a little uh, treat. This week. Week? It's not weekly. That's putting too much hope into people's hearts. Oh, yes. We yeah, are... You're quite correct, Eddie. <laughs> Speaking of little hairy things we keep around not for their brain power. Ah! <laughs> We've got a lovely topic this week. We're going to be talking about all things animals. Yes. As a podcast with an animal in its name, we're finally addressing the badger in the room. Oh, dear. I did... I'd like to officially say I did not sign off on that pun. <laughs> we finally got another badger pun out of this. <laughs> Woo! Ooh. Only took us nine episodes. Goddamn. But yes, I, I, I think this was mostly um, uh, the, the, the reason for this topic is partially to break away from our usual discussions on all things nerdy and wonderful. 
but mostly inspired by the McLeod household's most recent addition. Yes, we have acquired a puppy. Ah! He's a little, a little Shih Tzu. <laughs> uh, pardon me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, he's, a, he's an adorable little man. He is black and white, and therefore we have decided to call him Badger. It is a beautiful business. It is, especially it, it, some say he's the official mascot. Perhaps most people do accept that now. Um, except for Eddie, who has been dethroned as the official mascot. Yes, I thought that being a member and participator of the podcast um, wouldn't disqualify me outright from also being the mascot. But um, I've had to have accept some some home truths. Some tough things have happened. Oh, you think you contribute? That's adorable. <laughs> how how very dare you? How very dare. So but he is an adorable. You're right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> ouch. We weren't allowed. YouTube killed us. <laughs> Everything you touch dies. <laughs> well, we've got copyright claims coming out of my ass. Terrible. Nothing that comes out of there ends up good. <laughs> but anyway. No. The the puppy is a delightful business, um, and he is tiny. I don't think I've ever witnessed um, anything as small as that. And I thought that was my part in the, in the, in your life. Exactly. I've, I've got a new small hairy thing. Uh, I don't really need you anymore. Uh, once you teach it proper microphone technique, it's over for me. Once I teach it half decent microphone technique, you're out of it. <laughs> oh my god the amount of times this in the is... last episode you clearly like l- recoiled back and left the mic behind <laughs> yeah um how dare you well wellity 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 clearly too excited by proceedings and there's the other similarity with you and the puppy and getting too excited and leaving a mess on the carpet. <laughs> I think we're going to get along like a house on fire. Mm. Well, the amount of, the amount of carnage this thing already causes, I'm not letting him anywhere near the matches. <laughs> oh, God. Also, it's 2021. Who the hell still has matches? Yeah, like, if you're going to commit arson, there are much more high-tech ways of doing it. Oh, yeah, like, you know, some sort of solar array satellite beam. That's that's Ooh. the only way of committing arson these days. It's the only, you know, eco-friendly way, if anything. Of course, of course. They're very eco, eco-conscious, these arsonists. <laughs> it's like a giant magnifying glass held above an anthill. And you're the anthill. Ah! Oh, and we've actually managed to get back onto the topic of animals. This is quite incredible. <laughs> Never before have we been so fluid and on topic. Except the Star Wars episode. Oh, yeah, but we really <laughs> like Star Wars. <laughs> and that really doesn't count since that wasn't the topic. Uh... 
Yeah, that, that got a bit out of hand. Star Wars has got some very cool ca- animals in it. It does. Um, on, that, it does. On, on that topic, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. It has an actually obscene amount of um, amount of animals in the extended universe that haven't oh, been God. seen in anywhere canon. And I'm hoping they start bringing more of these things in with um, with the shows and new films, like the High Republic, all this nonsense. Mm, yes. So one of the best things, one of my favourite things from the Mandalorian series was they brought in a ton of animals that hadn't been seen in anything since the Knights of the Old Republic games. Ah, yes. Including the, the Crate Dragon. Crate Dragon! And that was... That's probably my favourite episode, just because of how it tied into the that part from the game. It's amazing. It, it was a tasty beast. They even use a bantha for bait, mm. which you have to do. Oh, it's just phenomenal. The um, it's it's a brilliant piece of world building, adding animals and things because it just creates a whole sense of character and. You know, actual life, and it, not it, just words on a page. It makes the the worlds they create feel real. Exactly. Flora and fauna. Oh, let's not get into the the flora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy Star Wars plants. Oh, those crazy giant spider things that eventually become trees. Oh God. Mm. Ooh. Horrible creatures. But let's talk about some actual animals that exist in real life. Yes, this doesn't this can't turn into another Star Wars episode. Or can it? Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Badger Wars real... episode two. <laughs> the Badger Wars. Oh my god. No, we're not we're not having another Star Wars episode. <laughs> Yet. There's still time. There is still time. <laughs> but yes, one thing I really wanted to bring up this week, complete shift in topic. The film we were talking about last week, I was trying to remember the name of, where Billy Connolly voices a dog. Yes. Because I told you this earlier today because I remembered. It's called <laughs> Pause. Now, apparently... It's awful. It has really bad reviews. But Child Andrew thought it was amazing and I need to find a copy of it so I can watch it again. Well, you sent me the trailer and from watching that, I can deduce that it's going to be some hot trash. <laughs> but I really want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. You know? There was there was a line in that trailer like Billy Connolly like you've never seen him before. Like, oh god! <laughs> it was just every, I mean, every like oh, it just looks incredible. We need to get a copy of it. Oh, I I need to get a copy of it and watch it again because in my mind I remember it as being a really good film that I watched a lot. But yeah, the trailer does make it seem. Awful. But it seems like the sort of film that, you know, kids would love because it's a ridiculous dog movie. Mm. And um, we would love because it's a ridiculous dog movie. 
Um, <laughs> there's so many moments in the trailer where just stupid stuff was occurring. Yeah. And, you know, normal, grown-up, sensible critics would go, oh, it's not very good, but we would watch it and have the time of our lives. I think I also probably it's... just loved it because of the Scottish accent. Well, this is it. As a, as a young man who would have known of Billy Connolly, you would have been biased in your enjoyment of it. I would have been utterly delighted. (laughs) Um, It's just so weird. I'd never heard about it before you talked about it. It's a complete... It's very B-movie. This is what it looks like. It looks like it's very low-budget and ridiculous. That that kind of end of the... when, When was it made? Like, 80s? 70s or 80s, something like that. Oh, God, don't do that to me. I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch it in either of those decades. Well, no, we, we, we weren't <laughs> there. <laughs> a little early. I slightly missed the, the 80s by a few years. Just a touch. Just a, just a dash. Just a tad. Mm, but the problem is, a lot know. of the films from that era are now ruined for me because I found out obviously the ones that um, that bloody Doc Antle had a hand in the, in the animals for oh yep you know it's, that, that that did open my eyes to a few things alright no, no Paws came out in 97 97? yeah oh my word fair enough fair enough <laughs> Quite typical of a 70s film, don't you know? That I don't know if that's better or worse, then. It looks like it was made in, like, 79. Oh, I don't know. We need to we need to get a copy of this and watch it. Yep. It's got a 38% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my God. I mean, it looks like exactly the sort of thing that we would find hilarious. God, that's, that's just... There's no critic reviews of this film on Rotten Tomatoes. That 38% is just the audience score, and that's usually a bit more forgiving. Oh my god. It's not looking good. Oh dear. We should get in touch with Mr. Connolly and ask him for his opinion. Hopefully this is one of the first things that he's started forgetting about now. (laughs) A small blessing. (laughs) Forget oh. about pause. Oh dearie me! On a similar theme, when you when you sent that to me and brought up the sort of childhood memories of it, it reminded me of a film that I used to watch all the time on like a VHS at my grandparents, and it's a film called Chomps, and it's an abbreviation, and it's like C H O M P S. And it's a, it, this one actually was from the 70s. This was from like 1978 or something. And it's one of the greatest films of all time about um, a tiny little dog, but he's a robot dog and he's like a robot surveillance dog. Um, and when he sees bad guys, his robot eyes glow yellow in a really bad special effects close up. And then he like, jumps out of buildings and leaps through windows and all sorts of hijinks and stuff. And I watched the trailer for it because I went looking for it after you sent me that thing. 
And again, it just looks like the worst thing <laughs> that has ever been made. Um, like, there's quite... I don't know. I remember as a child watching lots of films with animals in them and thinking, ah, yes, he's just like, there's an animal. There's always an animal. And mm. no- nothing ever se- seemed like really cheesy. But in hindsight, like watching them again now. Yeah. Oh, it's always a bit. Like, I would watch this every time I visited my grandparents, like constantly. And then I watched the trailer and it's this dog being like flung about the place. And I was like, oh, oh, no. God damn it. You don't really get a lot of films with animals in them these days. It's kind of been, it's kind of gotten a bit, um, not cringy, like tacky. Um, it's gone out of fashion, I think, as people have realised that animal treatment was always a bit iffy. Yes, this is this you know links back to what I was saying earlier on about Doc Antle. Mm, exactly. You know, you see the way he treats people. Can't imagine he's any better with the animals. That was one of the worst things about the Tiger King. Was um, the fact he wasn't in prison. <laughs> yeah, but you meet this guy and you think, God, what an asshole. And then it tells you that he provided most of the animals for all major films over the last 20 years. And you're like, oh, God. All these films I loved. Mm. And this ponytail-wearing asshole was in charge of them. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Terrible. Terrible. We should find um, we should find a copy of Paws and a copy of Chomp. Oh, I've uh, already found Paws on Amazon. <laughs> I wasn't listening to you at all. I was looking up this film. You swine! I mean, I'm going to edit the episode later, so I'll eventually hear what you said. Well, that's fine. Good. You can you can listen back and enjoy my delightful breaking down of Chomp's. I am so um, sick of your voice by this point. <laughs> no. Like, there's a scene I remember vividly that's in the trailer as well, where he he's he's talking, he's got like a he's so basically it's this like teenage inventor guy, and he works for a home security firm, and he's kind of like got a thing for the boss's daughter, and so he invites her around to his workshop to show her what he's working on, and he brings out this dog. And the dog gets on the table and she's like, oh, isn't it cute? And then he starts like twisting its head. And she's like, oh my God, what are you, what are you doing? And then he rips its head off. And it's just like a robot. And it's horrifying. Because the dog's little face is just so lifeless. It's really grim. And you watch this all the time as a child. And I watched this all the time as a kid, and I watched this in the trailer again, and I was like, oh my god, I remember this. Holy shit. So many things about you make much more sense now. <laughs> this it's... dog capitation. Dog capitation? <laughs> oh, I did sign off on that pun. It is really good, though. Um, the The plot of the film is basically his boss is an arsehole, and he makes this thing, and the boss is like, oh, what's the point of this? And then, like, an evil security firm 
sees it and they're like, ah, we must take it and use it for evil security purposes. I don't really know. Evil and, security like, purposes. <laughs> evil security purposes. <laughs> like an evil guard dog. This, is, some... this is one of the things, right, that I tend to struggle with watching old like kids' movies. Is how just sort of unbelievable the villains are. Mm. You know, there's people that go to like a lot of effort for not a lot of actual like reward. It's always the most stupid thing they're after. Like bloody Cruella Deville trying to get some Dalmatians to make a coat. Oh god, she was a wrongin. I mean, like, why go to the? Why go to the effort of robbing your employee who you've already spoken to about getting her dogs? You know, making yourself culpable. Why do that? Just go to a puppy farm. Yeah, she had the money to just breed them herself. She could have actually like selectively bred them for their coat production qualities, but no, no. She had to just rob the person who she's already spoken to about wanting the dogs from. I'm making it painfully obvious who took them. It's not exactly the perfect crime. No. No, no, no. She is a very good villain because she's super evil and, like, scary. And she's got a great theme tune. But her critical thinking leaves a lot to be desired. That is putting it very mildly. And then the fact that there was a sequel where she's not in prison and she's still out there doing naughty things. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, don't get me... Like, I'm talking about villain in, logic. In, like, France... Sequel some... logic is so much worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you... It's, a, it's, it's very odd because, as we've said, we watched these as kids and we found them delightful and we enjoyed them a lot. And then you watch them with a more critical eye as a hashtag grown-up. Mm. Uh, and all the kind of um, shortcomings are very uh, apparent. And it makes me feel very sorry for my poor parents who had to sit through them all. Oh, God. The utter you know? shit that I watched as a child. <laughs> there were some awful films. Uh... Oh, no God. wonder! No wonder my dad was always like, "Ah, I'm, I'm, I've got things to do." Ah. I would <laughs> go and work, and I always thought he was boring, but he just wanted to avoid these terrible, terrible movies. You thought he was boring. He knew you were boring. <laughs> God, I've raised a tasteless asshole. He thought. Oh dear. Not exactly the Godfather, is it, Edward? I say, watching chomps. <laughs> For the third time that morning. Ah, <laughs> uh, I've got so many friends who have children, and they talk about, like, they just watch Frozen on repeat. Mm. And I and I realized that I did that. I would have forced my parents to watch Dumbo over and over again. God, why do we put up with children? In continuation of the species. True, but there must be an easier way for everyone involved. Cloning. Why can't we just throw them all into a pit and let them fend for themselves? 
Why are human babies so helpless? I mean, the last time we did that, the thing that crawled out was David. Ah, uh, the collective baby. He'd eaten the rest of them. Oddly, gained no nutritional benefit. <laughs> Whereas the official tagline of the episode is David has no nutritional benefit. <laughs> this poor boy. This uh, poor boy. And we make a note of that because of all the things I've said about him, I've never claimed that he has no nutritional benefit. That We're is a new one. Approaching new ground. We'll have to put a stop to the get eaten Dave. What? Put a stop to the get Dave eaten by cannibals scheme. I mean, we can just lie to the cannibals. Oh, they listen to the podcast. This bad PR. I've officially heard from every cannibal, and they listen to the podcast. Every every cannibal. Every cannibal has let me know that they're firm fans of the podcast. Well, that's good. It's it's not a good de- it's a hard demographic to get a hold of, you know. W- without pandering, yes. Mm. But you know, apparently we we speak to them. <laughs> we are their cup of tea, so to speak. Just don't ask what the tea bag's made from. Ho oh, oh. ho! Talk about tea bagging. Oh. I mean, <laughs> that that was already being alluded to. I know, but you know me an illusion. <sighs> Why do I keep inviting you back onto this podcast? Inviting me? I have a mug, damn it. Who doesn't? This is a, this is a joint venture. There's mugs all over the place now. We've had many True. mug orders. We have, we have had them. They're flying off the shelves. Flying. It's like a porcelain whirlwind in his kitchen. Oof. Porcelain We'll be able whirlwind. to build the... <laughs> yeah. We must find a more efficient way to ship them. <laughs> so much broken porcelain. Are they made of porcelain? What's a mug <laughs> made of these days? Some sort of... thing. Not China. Oh, the fine China. The bone China. I don't know. Porcelain? Maybe it's porcelain. It's moments like this where I realise that I don't know a lot about the world. You don't really know anything about many things. Like, the modern man knows very little. My dad would know what a mug is made of. He would know. Made of ceramic. Ceramic! Ah! That's that's more like... uh, But... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of questions to ask myself this evening. I've got a deep mug uh, Wikipedia hole to go down. Oh my. <laughs> dear, oh dear. But anyway. <clears throat> yes, to veer, veer back on topic. Animals. Animals. What is your favourite little... animal? Ooh. Um... Now, I think I like quite a few different animals. <laughs> See, this, this is a question you're not prepared for as an adult, right? But as a child, this is the sort of thing you've got like in the back pocket ready. Like, ah, new friend, <laughs> what's your favorite animal? Coolest dinosaur? Favorite color? 
<laughs> you know this stuff. You know who you are as a kid. I often like you... throwing people off when I meet them. I'm like, ah, so, ah, yeah, nice to meet you. What do you do? Oh, I'm in IT. Yeah. What's your favorite color? Um. Nah. Like, why are you struggling? Children can answer that straight away. <laughs> it it becomes less important. How sadly. dare you? <laughs> I'm no, I'm not saying it's saying society says it's less important. Society can go suck a lemon. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know my favorite color either. I used to say it was green because I was a kid and that was an answer, but now I think it might be like reds. But then I don't really have a lot of red things. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no, I took orange for the for the mugs because that is my favorite color. Ooh. Well, see, I went for a green mug because I do like green. But then orange is cool too, and so is red, and so is like purple and blue. <laughs> I like all the colors. I'm a greedy color man. God, you're just as much of a color slut as you are as a podcast slut. <laughs> Give me all the colours of the world. Colours of the wind. His technicolor mug shelf. <laughs> oh! That should be on a t shirt. <laughs> I'll get I'll go right on that. Get the best men working on the t shirts. Um my favourite animal. Favourite animal. Um I think the cliche answer would be to say, like lion, as a as a Leo, um, cue vomiting from the audience. Um, but I think I've kind of gotten into hippos recently. Sometimes you make it too easy. <laughs> I saw a video on Twitter of like a boat going down a river in what must have been Africa. Or somewhere where hippos live. And it was in slow-mo. And like a hippo. There was a hippo above the water. And then you suddenly lost sight of it. And then it was suddenly like leaping where the boat had been. And it's like, I had no idea hippos were this quick. They are terrifying creatures. Hippos are actually the fastest out of all hippopotamuses. What? <laughs> they are incredibly they are incredibly fast. Like not not when you compare it to other animals. But in the water they can fairly shift. And on land they can get up to a quite a good speed if they get a good run up. Well this is it. They're basically like people people always think about the tigers and things, but a hippopotamus will just ruin your day because it's feeling grumpy. They're not even... Um, they're herbivores, but they kill animals and things all the time. Because they're territorial. They're incredibly territorial. It's just horrifying. And have you seen the way those things munch through marbles? Oh my god. Those hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> I can still hear the click-clack, click-clack to this day. <laughs> Those hungry bastards. The hunger. The hunger. <laughs> oh. But they are so cool. I also love 
um, in Madagascar to Moto Moto. He's a cool hippo. He likes them big. Oh he likes them chunky. <laughs> well, he he ends up being like awful. Well, true. Yes, yes. He did. He did end up being uh, a lame ass. Ironically, a bit of a pig. <laughs> I mean, girl, you're you're enormous. What else? Uh, you're heavy. <laughs> you're, you're just so big. <laughs> oh. um, I, think we, I, I actually the... watched a bit of Madagascar last night. Just a bit of it. Just a bit of it. I just put this on on to go to sleep. Just a wee, a wee chunk of Madagascar. I'd forgotten how awful the animation was in that film. The first one especially, yeah. 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 Really, um... Like goddamn! I mean, they basically spent all the money on the cast, and they were kind of banking on the voices of selling. It is quite a cast. Yeah, it was a real turning point for animated movies. Actually, I think that was the first one to have an all-star voice cast. Because I think Shrek had come out before it, and it had. You know, Mike Myers, and it had uh, Eddie Murphy, and it had, is it Cameron Diaz? Fiona? Yes. I think. So, like, they had, like, three big names. But then Madagascar had all four of them were famous actors already. And then it had a support cast full of, like, famous actors as well. Like, I didn't realize that um, King... Julian was Sasha Baron Cohen until this year. I didn't realize. And I was like, oh my God. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always quite strange when they've got like. Obviously, like they've got the big names because it's the parents making the decisions. Yeah. You know, ah, we're the ones that are going to go buy the cinema space. So. Sorry. We're the ones that are going to go buy the cinema ticket. So. We're going to decide based on what we want to see. It's an interesting theory, but kids are going to scream for what they're going to scream for. Mm. I wonder just how much different it, difference it actually makes. Well, I'm trying to think. With Pixar films, it was never really about the name of the people behind the microphone. Um... I mean, Toy Story had Tim Allen and, um, Goddamn. Ah, yes. Uh, Goddamn was phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> who was Woody? <laughs> you know who I mean. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Was it Tom Hanks? I'm, I'm just going to let you suffer on this one. <laughs> no. I mean, like, it's got to be one of like the most well-known animated casts. Yeah, it's Tom Hanks. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of town, you beast. <laughs> but like, Madagascar was definitely a turning point for movie studios churning out these animated films with barely a story and just an all-star cast, and they were just banking on the, the famous people selling the movie. Hmm. 
I'm pretty sure Madagascar was like a, a player in that new uh, industry. When we all know it was the penguins that were the stars. The penguins were phenomenal. <laughs> Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Kowalski, you didn't analysis. see anything. <laughs> oh. Uh, like, I love how they really came into their own kind of in the second and then the third film. They gave them, like, the huge subplots. Mm. <laughs> oh, they, they end up getting their own TV show. Yes. An incredible spin-off. That mm. was a good show. I did um, I did catch and, uh, <laughs> a couple of episodes of that one time. Wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I expected the worst the worst thing possible. <laughs> it was quite entertaining. They basically just lent into the weird like old school Cold War spy movie kind of thing. It was very cool. Mm. Speaking of the atrocious animation in uh, the first Madagascar movie, what do you think is the worst animated animal themed film you've ever seen in your life? Oh my. Because there is one right answer. Oh no. Um... Don't know. Let me look at my notes and see if it jogs a memory. Actually, you're thinking, ooh, what's what's awful that's down right at the beginning of animation when they're still finding their feet on CGI or when they're still using some dicey techniques trying to keep up with Disney in the, the 40s and 50s? No, 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 Eddie. No, no. I'm thinking of a much more recent film. Oh, God. Something recent. Um, I'll put see, you I can't, your Yeah, I can't even think of anything that's that bad. What are you? What are you thinking of? Cats. Oh my god! Does that even count? It shouldn't, but it's technically um, a movie. It's full of animals, and they spent a lot of time animating buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Mum! I got a job as an animator on a big movie. <laughs> oh, that's great, honey. What are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm digitally removing buttholes. Or adding? I don't know. I think in the in the uh, final cut, they were gone. Yeah. But the fact someone of the matter is that someone had to actually, like, people had, there's their job, they were making buttholes on celebrities CGI'd up as cats. I had to animate Ian McKellen's feline butthole. I mean, uh. like, that, that must have been a decision at some point. That someone's going, ooh, these cats don't look real enough when they're walking away. I know. Let's put anuses on them. Never mind I mean, the fact that there's not a single point. I, me, me and Ailey started watching it because it was there and I was morbidly curious. There is not a single point in the first five minutes before I started throwing up everywhere that those things looked anywhere near realistic. 
if you're not going to get like the basics of the character looking decent, why go to this weird level of detail? I I still haven't brought myself to see it. Don't. I I wish I'd seen it in the cinema when it was just out and when it was like an actual experience. I I can't bring myself to do it now safety of my own home. I genuinely believe that uh, coronavirus is God punishing us for having that movie exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was meant to be like this triumphant masterpiece. And it's so quickly flopped. They pulled it from every cinema, like they stopped all kind of like campaigning for it to win any Oscars. It they just quietly like pretended it never existed. Oh, it was just it's just awful. And you know what? It's very easy for us to sit here and slag it off after people worked really hard on it. So the director, Tom Hooper, if you'd like to come on and try and defend yourself, you're more than welcome. But be warned, you're going to get the absolute living shit ripped out of you. You've made an absolute abomination of a movie and you should be ashamed of yourself. You, sir, made an absolute cat's anus of it. Ha! <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber is spinning in his grave. That, I wish. He's still kicking. No, he he just sleeps in one. But, like, Tom Hooper, he did The Damned United, and he did The King's Speech, an Oscar-winning movie. He did the Les Miserables adaptation. To have done those, and then your legacy forever is now Cats. Just what what a poor man. He has he has ruined his career as far as I'm concerned. Um I if I ever see his name attached to something in the future, I'm just not going to watch it. I've I've Googled Tom Hooper and in the in the section on Google where they have the people also ask bit. One of the questions that's been Googled is, who is responsible for Cat's movie? <laughs> who who did <did> we arrest? <laughs> who did this? Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I've also, I've also never seen Cat's, the musical. I, I have very little knowledge of the entire Cat's thing. Um... But I know it's quite a... It's a beloved musical. It's one Tony Awards. You know, yeah, it you know, basically I, projected Andrew Lloyd Webber to the forefront of the industry. Yeah, it's a very famous musical. I'm not a musical kind of guy. I've never seen it, but I'm very aware of it. You know, like, you, you know from osmosis in being in society, you'll heard, have heard of some of the songs. Everyone knows it's a stage play about cats. Yeah. I had zero stake going in, but I felt so bad for everyone that was looking forward to that movie. It was God. awful. One one day I will sit and watch it. No, to the, uh, that has reaffirmed my belief that the only musical I will ever sit and watch is the South Park movie. <laughs> no, the Cats movie is so bad it's ruined. I mean, I mean, you say that, but. The South Park movie is also a great musical. 
it is a hell of a good musical. I'm surprised there's never been a stage version of it. Oh, there must have been like some sort of amateur production that got shut down. Some real low budget small town fringe theatre. I mean, it is all it is all musical numbers. You could maybe get away with it. Yeah, it would be great. You would absolutely if you if somebody took the um, the state like did an amateur stage version of the South Park movie and took it to like the Edinburgh Fringe. They would they would like have full houses every night. People would line up around the block just to see how you did it. <laughs> I mean, would they? <laughs> Maybe not. It is what twenty years old. I, yeah. Eh, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's produce it. I think this is what needs to happen. We need to bring this to the stage. Need to take it to the stage. I need to get a movie out. I I need one directing credit so I can wave that in Tom Hooper's face. <laughs> oh, Tom. Tommy boy. You silly bastard. <sighs> but just imagine, like, being part of that. And just, oh, your entire legacy. Tarnished. Goddamn. Horrendous. Apparently his, his first film was called Runaway Dog, which he made when he was 13 years old. Oh, that's in keeping with the theme. That's nice. Still on animals. Still animals. I'd like to point out um, the absolute animal that I work with is the height of rudeness who didn't ask me my favourite animal. Because we, <laughs> we got diverted. Andrew, what's your favourite animal? Oh, there's a good question. <laughs> I mean, the official answer is uh, my my little badger. No, uh, always yes. like cheetahs though. Oh, speedy boys, cheetos. Hmm. I always remember my um, my auntie who lived in Sky. She had a cat called Cheechins. Oh, I as a child went hmm. That name's odd. I'm going to call him Cheetah. Nice. And he just answered Cheetah from then on. Lovely cat. That cat knew what the deal was. That cat knew I had all the treats. <laughs> always love house house pets. Dogs and cats. And It's always good. Um, it was always good back in the old days. When you would visit someone and... Like their cat or dog would be the judge of your character. And to have the house pet come and sit next to you or come on your lap or whatever was the height of respect and honour. So what's this going in other people's houses you're talking about? I have a vague memory of years ago. We used to be able to visit people. And that doesn't sound and right. sit and sit indoors on on furniture for hours and 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 you know share cups of tea or handshakes and things. I don't know if this was a dream. It's it's sounding more far fetched than more. I just get so put off these days when I see someone's mouth. <laughs> it just doesn't seem right. 
It really is weird. There it are weird. there's legitimately people that I haven't seen their chin for a year, and that's a weird thing to know off the top of my head. <laughs> but I can guarantee I haven't seen their chin for a year. <laughs> for some people, the pandemic's been a blessing. <laughs> for the weak chin, the madness. Oh, you keep oh, hiding it behind a beard. Yes. Mm. Going rapidly for, off for, topic again. <laughs> for the weak jawed who could never grow a beard, the pandemic has been a blessing. And that's our official stance on it. <laughs> As gentlemen who have beards, the mask has only doubled the efficiency. I'm so warm in the winter now, with my double layer of insulation on my face. It is quite incredible having the heat retention mm. of a beard slash mask. Just incredible. Not so much in the summer. No, there were a lot of uncomfortable days at work. Here's hoping by, by this summer we've got everything back to normal. Well, it's uh, yes, I think optimism. I have the optimism. I know so many people have had the vaccine now. It's brilliant. This is encouraging. All my grandparents are nice and safe. And now Ailey has had her vaccine. Ah, of course. The NHS workers. NHS heroes. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here feeling very left out because even Badger had his uh, had his jab, jabs at the vet last weekend. Oh, uh, I'm sure we can find something. We'll get a, a random needle. <laughs> we'll inject me with something. <laughs> I'll edit it the episode the twice vaccine. as fast. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Oh dear. What but other yes. animals can we can we discuss? Um. So, yeah, most of my research has just been writing down cool films with animals in that I like. Um. And one of one of the best things. Well, one of one of one of the tropes I've noticed in films that often makes them quite enjoyable is the um the gruff badass hero who has like a pet dog. And it happens all the time. They're like, oh, I'm a I'm a lone wolf, I'm a badass. I don't need anybody. Except for this little puppy wuppy <laughs> for my little my little buddy. <laughs> you know? Dogs are too pure for this world. They're man's best friend. They are amazing. Um, the one that the one that always um kind of conjures that evocative image is uh, I Am Legend, mm-hmm. of course, with Mister Will Smith patrolling the post-apocalypse. Was it New York? It was New York. Yes, sir. Uh, with his fantastic doggo friend, Mega Doggo. Mega Doggo. Such a such a good boy. Doesn't go well for that dog, though, does it, in the movie? No, holy shit. That is still one of the most harrowing scenes in cinema. Oh. Why would you bring this up? I didn't! <laughs> I was talking of nice doggo things. <laughs> I mean, an equally cheerful one about a man and his favourite dog is um, the John Wick series, of course. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> Where one man's pupper, 
leads to the deaths of a thousand bad dudes. Such does, good films. Does the main character's dog not get killed and shoot her as well? God, I think so. Here's a there, there's a trope. Main character's dog dies. Bloody vengeance ensues. I like it. I don't know if I've seen Shooter. Which one is Shooter? Shooter's the Mark Wahlberg one where he's a uh, he basically gets approached by these chaps saying, We think someone's gonna kill the president during a speech. Can you scout out as you're this legendary ex military sniper? Can you scout out the best place for him to do it so we can up security? And then they end up killing the president and framing him because, look, we've got footage of him scouting out a location to snipe the president from. Oh, I haven't seen this, but I know the one. Mm. Um, Quite a good film, actually. I enjoyed it, Um, except they kill his dog and then he kills them all. Quite right. Mm. I was thinking of the shoot 'em up film with um, Clive Owens, and oh, I couldn't God, remember yeah. the dog. Is there a dog in that? No, I don't think so. That's a film that I used to watch all the time as a horrible young adult, and haven't seen in probably ten years. That's really good. We're talking about the trope of the tough guy with the dog. Um. That was always my companion of choice in the Fallout games. Dog meat. You know, a dog's always the best companion. Never complain. They actually go out and give you ammo instead of going, oh, I'm out of ammo, can you give me something? Yeah. Co-op partners. NPC co-op partners in games. You can never beat a dog. Well... In New Vegas, you could have the the doggo and Eddie, the robot. And it was perfect, because neither one needed anything from you. Self-sufficient. No, like, emotional nonsense to deal with. Have you played Fallout 4? No. Oh, you have things to find out. You'll need to oh, get no. a shot at that game at some point. I I think when I eventually manage to get my paws on a PS5, I shall backwards compatibility and catch up. You're so behind on games; it's unreal. I've yeah, I've missed an entire generation of PS5, PS4 games. It's ridiculous. I mean, I've had a go of some of them on kind friends' consoles, but. I look forward to being able to sit down and just kind of catching up for a while. Yeah, that'd be quite good, actually. Just sort of getting a hold, getting a hold of all these games you've missed. Patient, Super cheap. The patient gamer mentality. Well, this is it. Um, I think uh, I bloody love games, but I'm not really very good at games. So I can never justify being up to date with them because I'd never get the benefit out of, like, a brand new just-released game, um, I might as well wait a while and then take take my time, you know? Whereas some people in this conversation are very good at video games and are always on top of the laces. I mean, I'm not that as on top of it as I used to be, to be honest. Um, 
Well, true. I, I, I haven't got hold of a PS5 yet. It's a bit of a fool's task at the moment. Oh, I think God, I, um... I, I'm, I'm just waiting until I see one on a shelf. <laughs> yeah. They're just constantly out of stock everywhere. 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 Like, I've not even seen a display in store anywhere. I was in Tesco's um, night before last, and I was having me wander around. I went up to the games, because sometimes you get a good a good deal on the games in Tesco's. Um, a bit of a side story. I actually ended up getting Lord of the Rings Shadow of War for £3 not long after it was released. Oh my! Because uh, they'd mis mislabeled it on the shelf as twenty three pound. I thought, ooh, that's a cracking deal. It scanned through as forty three, and I thought, ah, that's a bit crap. Now nah, I'll I'll just wait till it comes down in price. But because they'd been mislabeled, they their policy had to give you your money back plus the difference uh, back again. Oh, uh, so I got it for three quid, and it was worth it. It wasn't worth much more than that. <laughs> it's a decent I've... game, but I'd already played Shadow of Mordor. There was nothing new. Well, yeah, that's what I heard. It was just basically a continuation. Hmm. Jumped up DLC, but anyway, um, yeah, I was in Tesco's and they had a wee PS5 section. Oh my god! With games and accessories, and not even a space, not even a space for buy the console. They've, wow. ac- they've accepted the fact that they're never going to have stock. <laughs> it is um, it is incredible. Because I think the Xbox One came out first, didn't it? No, Xbox Series X, whatever the hell it's called. The new Xbox. I mean, they, they, um, they slag off PlayStation for going PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. But they're going far too far the other direction with the nonsensical names. Like... Xbox, cool. Xbox 360, nice. Xbox One, what are you doing? And now Xbox Series X. Just stop trying to be edgy, oh. you mentalists. It's like, they're so ironically 90s American being cool. Mm. Just put more X's in there somewhere. I mean, God. it's going to get to the point where they're going to look like a fecking like, Bebo username. <laughs> XXX X-O-X, station underscore XXX <laughs> with little butterflies. <laughs> also, for the young listeners, go Google what Bebo was. Yeah, you don't even know. That was a long time ago. Zoomers. <laughs> it's what well, we yeah, used to use before Facebook. It was yeah, it was those weird years between MySpace and Facebook. We had Bebo for like two years. Oh dear! I remember no one wanted to go to Facebook. We thought it was for just for our parents. Well, I remember we had we all had Bebo, and then like Facebook started getting really popular. And so I looked at it and went, "Oh, so it's kind of like Bebo, except you can't customize anything. What's the point?" Yeah. And then everyone went, so everyone else had to go with them. God damn! It was. That that was like the last big social media push, really. You know, we've had things like Instagram pop up, but it's not really been the same 
Exodus, like Facebook has kind of just cemented itself as the place to be. It really has. Which is a shame because it's cancerous. It's and it's worse. It keeps getting worse. They keep taking away things. Oh, like I try to do most of my communication through Discord now as much as possible. Ever since they took away the I love to Discord nicknames in the bloody Facebook Messenger. Bloody Facebook. Discord is wonderful. If you haven't tried it, go have a look at Discord. It's brilliant. I can't believe it took a bloody pandemic for me to learn about Discord. <laughs> it's such a good platform. I mean, I had been using it for things beforehand. Like, I joined a couple communities on Discord. And then the pandemic kicked off, and I went, you know what, right, let's kick off some servers. You know what's a lovely server? And we've never looked back. The Badger Shelf Discord server. Join now. <laughs> no. Badger Shelf on Discord. <laughs> we oh, don't my. talk much on it, but when we do, it's gold. <laughs> also, the first people to hear about new episodes, because we shove it down their throats. Oh yeah, a loyal fan base. And we forget to tell other platforms. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. Oh no. Oh no. We need like a social media manager. Indeed. Um, and while we're pushing for volunteers, ha ha ha, we have a plan in place for our tenth episode. Oh yeah, we will be taking questions live during the recording, and we're inviting you, our loyal listeners, to come on and ask us them. Like a live studio audience. Live like studio question audience. time. This will be the Badger Shelf questions. Like Prime Minister's <laughs> questions, except relevant. <laughs> except actually important. And we're going to answer truthfully. Yes. Depending on the questions. <laughs> Depending on what our lawyer says in our... So if you'd like to be on our next episode, let us know. You can be famous, just like asked. Wee. Great so, yes. celebs. You'll be literally just as famous as any of those twats from Essex. Uh, <laughs> any of them. Any of the Essex people. Except you won't be literally the worst person in any room like they are. Yeah. It's quite an unfortunate business. So yes, if you'd like to be in episode 10 ask us a question, let us know. Get in touch with us on Discord. Because that's also what we'll be using to, to get everyone in. And we'll arrange a time to get the next episode recorded. Now, how does one find us on Discord? Can you search through Discord? I'm not very, uh, not very savvy. tech savvy at all. I post a link in the episode description for each episode which will take you straight to our Discord channel. Oh, Because you, you can't search for servers within Discord. Uh, I think you have to be linked to them, can't you? You can explore public servers. I don't know if we're public yet. Oh. Oh, I see, yes. I'm going to have a wee look. Intriguing. 
See if I can find us. Badger shelf. No, you cannot find us. No results found. We don't exist, Andrew. I might just make us public. Screw it. But yeah, if um, if you're listening to this on the way that we share this, what's the website we use? We use Anchor. Anchor. Yes. If you're currently listening to this on Anchor, then you'll find a link to our Discord server in the description of this current episode. Or if, you if listen you're to listening us on Spotify or Google Podcasts, which we also appear on, the description follows it there, so you can find the link on them as well. Very classy, very handy. If uh, if you can't figure that out, come and find us on Facebook. We're on Facebook, The Badger Shelf, and we're on Twitter, The Badger Shelf as well. Um, if you If you're struggling to find our Discord, find us on there and we'll help guide you along. Um, and follow us there anyway, because we need more fans, please. We want we want the sweet interaction and the internet clout is what we're after. Indeed, but but Discord is where it's at. I love Discord. You can right. chat, you can share stuff, you can do voice chat, like the screen sharing. It's amazing. It's a great great system. It's an amazing platform, and it's free. Free. Just Eddie's price. <laughs> what is all I can afford? Uh-huh. Until until we start making an internet bank. Mm, let's get our Patreon on the go. Uh we need Patreon so we can buy Patron. Mm. <laughs> yes. So we call it a call it a night for this episode. I think that's that, that has been a good hour of animal antics we uh we've reached a nice natural closing off point we've hawked our wares and shirked our social medias and i think that's all that needs to be said oh yes and as we've said many times find us on discord tell us your favorite animal or the your favorite film involving animals or just tell us that you actually really liked cats um so we can ban you we are just two mortal men, and our opinions are sometimes questionable. I know, but I like a lot of dodgy stuff. So uh, get in touch and let us know what we actually should be into, and um, help us be cool at the algorithm. I don't really understand the internet. Help. <laughs> help us. There are algorithms out there. You sacrifice goats to the algorithm. <laughs> Andrew's the tech wizard. Algorithm is when Al Gore hears a funky beat. Ah! (laughs) Now that's an inconvenient truth. Ugh. (laughs) Right, before this devolves any further, I shall bid everyone listening a goodbye. Yes. A fine good day to you. (laughs) 